What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hindsight Hacking. And this is episode number three that we are doing live right here in the group. Ron, I'm pretty stoked. How about you? I am absolutely excited. I cannot wait to talk to our next guest. And just I, I love the new format. Yes, we're taking a, a note out of the Biz Bros book and we're making it frictionless and this is going live and whatever mistakes we make, we make. But right. uh, today we have a very cool guest that has a similar story like you and I, Ron. I had a, had a dead end job and in 2019 was able to shift and uh, he's been a lot more successful than us since then, but it, it, I am super stoked to hear his story and uh, everyone... What do you say? Let's get to it. Have you ever wondered how highly successful entrepreneurs think? Certainly. So we asked hundreds of entrepreneurs a very simple question. If they had perfect hindsight, what advice would they give themselves? I am Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. Join us on our journey implementing and sharing all of our learnings while we hack our hindsight, along with our guest hindsight, to give us all better foresight. Listen along the way as we find and unlock their secrets that made them successful through hidden traffic, joint ventures, and much, much more. This is Hindsight Hack. All right, we are live, and our very special guest, I hopefully don't mess this up, Mario Paya. Paya? Uh, almost, almost got enough. I love it. <laughs> All right, uh, Mario. Today, he actually, for those of you that don't know, he is a multiple six-figure coach. He helps people create their high-ticket offers. All about the high-ticket CEO. And honestly, the story I can't wait to hear a little bit about. In March of 2019, he had a dead-end job that he left. With that first same month, he made 10k. And uh, last year, around that time, Ron and I also had some dead-end jobs. And, uh, you know, we re more recently left them versus you. But, uh, yeah, definitely, I can't wait to hear all about it, Mario. I'm so thankful that you've chosen to join us today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me. No, I'm super stoked because I feel we're on, on a journey, like, running, running behind you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but for the people that don't know who you are, can you take a little bit to just kind of tell everybody who you are and what you do? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, like you guys kind of introduced at the beginning, I, I had a job where I was a mortgage banker um, for about three years before I came into online marketing. And I had spent, I would say, about six to seven years, uh, you know, before I got into marketing just in corporate sales. Like I sold legal services, I sold financial products, I sold mortgages, I sold vacuums of all things. Uh, and And I just, I got tired of pushing other people's stuff, which I may not have agreed with the quality of it or, you know, all the ethics behind it and all that. Uh, and I, and I just got sick of it and I wanted to do my own thing, come out and teach people what I knew, uh, and, and serve them the way that I wanted to, uh, without somebody telling me no. And so I came into the, this one funnel away challenge in March, didn't know anything about marketing, just knew I had something I wanted to teach, put together an offer launched it to crickets for the first week uh didn't know if if i was gonna make it or not and then on the 26th of march like bills were coming up like in just a few days and then the first few sales started rolling in at like 500 dollars a pop 
and it just started to snowball after that. And, you know, 10K months became 20K months, became 40K months. We had 100K month in, uh, in February and March of, of this year. Uh, and it's just kind of snowballed, you know. So it, I'm, I'm very grateful for all the people I've met along the way that have, that have helped me and mentored me and coached me. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't be here without them. So a lot, a lot of the credit goes to them. Ah, so good. So one funnel away that again, that was the exact path that started Ron and I in the online world. So, but we, he and I, we were building something that was more in-person coaching, Mm -hmm. live seminars, like all this stuff that was very much, you know, in the city of Denver, Colorado. And that was kind of the extent of things we would go and do and, and until we discovered the one funnel away. So you tell us like through that process, you got into the OFA and, and you were like, you know what, like, here's my notice. I'm out. I'm doing my own thing. Like, or, or were you like, how would you, how did you make that transition so fast like that? Uh, I didn't really give a notice. <laughs> I, uh, the OFA started on the, so let me like that month of February, I just come back from the, uh, the 10 X growth conference that I was at earlier that year. I went there to buy, the $3,000 package from Russell. I didn't even know they sold it online. Like I had no idea. So I was like, I, th I think I have to go to Miami to get this deal. <laughs> I went to Miami to get the deal. <laughs> spent 2K getting there, spent 3K, spent about 5K when I was there um, and, and came back. And I, I bought the $3,000 package before I ever did the 14 day trial. And as a result of buying that thing, they gave us this thing called the One Funnel Away Challenge. I was like, might as well jump into this thing. Uh, so I started that on the 24th of February and that same week on Friday, which was the 1st of March, uh, I didn't even go to work. It, like the belief week just shifted everything in me. I was just like, I can do this. I see a way to do it. These guys know what they're doing. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to trust this process and give myself, you know, 30 days to, to make it happen. And I believed in myself. I knew that I could make it happen if I really tried. You know, I, I had that self-confidence going in because I'd done it many times in the past where I've left a job and knew I'd find another one in 30 days with like no prep. Um, and yeah, I just kind of left on that Friday. I didn't go to work. I just sent him an email like, Hey, I'm coming in tomorrow on Saturday to pick up my things, you know, have a good one. Peace. <laughs> that was it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I love everything that you were talking about. So the OFA, it was funny because Corey got involved in it before I did. Uh -huh. And he was, he was like you, he was like, this is the way we have to go. I was like, no, 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 not yet. Not yet. Um, but when I got involved, Steve Larson was one of the coaches. Yeah. And I got hooked when he started talking about like stories and he was on our show and that story that he told about the book that wasn't true. Oh my God. Like, oh my gosh. Like I was, I was seriously ready to buy the stupid book. And he's like, no, 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 don't buy it. And I was like, why not? He's like, I made all that up. I was like, what? What? Right. <laughs> got me. That was the day that got me. Yeah. Yeah. That same here. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Uh, vacuum. Was it Kirby? Yep. Oh my gosh. We're, we are, we are I was same field manager for a Kirby office. We are same people. My, my friend started uh, to sell Kirby's and I was like, dude, if they're so good, why don't we just like start cleaning office buildings? Like, with, with the Kirby's like, we'll just buy a couple Kirby's and go clean the office buildings. And he's like, why can't we just sell Kirby's? You know, Cause I don't want to sell Kirby's. I want to like make money just cleaning stuff. 
he didn't do it. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I had the same so, idea. I was yeah. like, people should just hire me for like a thousand bucks to clean their office. <laughs> right. <laughs> Things so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so OFA. You know, like I said, Corey, Corey got it. Um, what did you do like right after OFA? Cause I know Corey and I, we hit, we hit a couple stumbling blocks, like mm-hmm. running out of it, but more like squirreled all yeah. over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So much good stuff. We're like, Oh, we need that. Oh, we yeah. need that. Then we went to FHL and we're like, Oh, we need like all of that stuff. And <laughs> it, the squirrel factor was crazy. Yeah. Well, thankfully I was, um, I didn't know enough to have the squirrel factor. Like I thought that this was like the only training on the internet to te- learn marketing. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to learn this thing. Um, and during the OFA, like during that month, I just, I just religiously did each day. Like I, I was up for 16 hours. I worked twice as long at the marketing stuff than I did at my actual job. I was like 16 hours, wake up. First thing I do is check in. What's the homework for the day? What's the video? What do I got to do? And then just iterated on that stuff until I got it right. Um, and wasn't distracted by anything else. Like I didn't know anything about Facebook marketing. I didn't know any of that stuff. I like my Facebook was dead for like most of that month until I realized like, oh, that's going to be traffic. Okay. So let's, let's start publishing. Let's start doing this stuff. Um, I was just hyper, hyper active in the group, you know, because for me, I didn't have a plan B. This was plan A and the only plan. You know, and when you're that like singular in what you're pursuing, it's very easy to not get distracted because there's nothing else I was doing. I had no other responsibilities. I had nobody else that was checking in on me that was like, hey, you should be at work. You got to do this. You got to do that. I was directing my own day. Um, So being singular was one of the things that that helped me a lot. Um, And so I just I just followed the path all 30 days. I just I just did the whole thing. And and there was, you know. Like I said, there's nothing else to be distracted by. After the OFA, I still continued to sell that that product for a little bit. It was it was like a little mini course teaching people how to pay off a house super fast. Something I learned when I was selling mortgages. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I learned about affiliate marketing, and I, I kind of got into that. And and during the time that I was doing the OFA and, and starting to learn how to do online marketing, I was I didn't realize I was publishing every day, but I was like just asking questions and sharing what what was going on each day in the group, uh, and sometimes on my profile. And and I wasn't aware of this, but I had built up a little bit of a, I guess a little bit of an audience that I didn't know was there until my friend told me to like start a Facebook group, and she's like, "Dude, you should start a group. There's tons of people that comment on your stuff. You could have like 50 members, you know, in, in a couple weeks." And that'd be great because that's a warm audience. I was like, oh, cool. That sounds awesome. So I started a group. And the second I launched the group without even doing a promo post, in the first 36 hours, I had 300 members in the group. Wow. And I was like, I don't even know what to do with all these people, but they're here. So I just started publishing in the group, going live. Um, and then with that affiliate offer, it was uh, it was the KBB. I don't know if you guys knew about that thing, but um, yeah. I became I bought it during the pre-launch. When they didn't hadn't made it uh, an offer yet, I went through it. I was like, "This is awesome! I could totally sell this." And then I just kind of started going live about it, just showing people what was in it because I had early access. I already paid for it, um, but they were launching on the first of May. And when I started going live about it, like people started paying attention. And I was just, I was terrified of going live. The first time I went live, it was like two minutes. And I turned it off. I was like, "Oh," but I I have this thing where like I just 
relentlessly go at something until it becomes not a fear anymore. Um, so I went live three, four times a day, every day until eventually it just felt normal. Uh, and then when that thing launched, I ended up doing 14 sales of a $1,000 commission uh, on the first day, which was nuts. So I went from like a five-figure month to a five-figure day within like 30 days. Uh, that so, is perfect. So takeaway from crazy. that right now, be relentless when you right. go all in, right? Focus, go all in and uh, until you achieve the, the desired results. So yeah. walk us through then, now you've you've had the, the five-figure month. You've hit the hit the five figure day, and and then you you told us over the course of the remainder of of the following twelve months there was a, a six figure month. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you? I guess let me back up a little bit. How did what? Did, how did you figure out where you wanted to go? Right, like you, it takes a while, and that's like Ron and I were like, we want to serve this person, this person, that person, right? And you're yeah. full coach of coaching of high ticket coaching, right? Like, how did you find yourself into that? that led to your six figure month? Uh, for me, it was, I, I, I get, I, I'm pretty slow at things and I, and I'll, I'm pretty slow at, at, at noticing things that are happening before they happen. So when I was hitting those five figure months and, and, and the five figure day and all this stuff, and I was doing affiliate marketing for a little while, uh, I had a ton of people just asking me like, how the hell are you doing all this? How, how is this working? And I, I was just relentless. I was just like, you know, I'm posting every day, going live every day, you know, sharing my journey and selling products that I believe in and, and helping people when they buy it. You know, like if somebody had a question about the KBB, I would go and find the answer for them. So I was serving people and doing all this for free for a while, um, whether they were my affiliate on the thing or not. Uh, and that was just, you know, I was just modeling what my friends were doing. Like Doug was one of my friends back then. He was serving people for free in his group. He had a ton of people in this group. Alex Elliot was one of my friends back then. Uh, st- they still are my friends now. I'm not saying we're not friends anymore. Uh, but like these are people I'm like, these guys are making it. These guys are awesome. I want to be like them. So I just started emulating what they were doing. Uh, eventually, people wanted to hop on calls with me to get some help. They're like, because we just had a lo- bunch of chats back and forth. Uh, so I like opened up my calendar one month. This was like in July of last year. And, uh, I was like, you know, for the next week, if you need any help with anything, just book a time on my calendar. You know, I just want to kind of get every, everything off, you know, out of the way. Uh, and I had like 20 something people book times on that calendar. And I just hopped on like 20 coaching calls, each one from an hour to two hours long for an entire week and just served my face off. And I was exhausted. I could barely speak. Um, and, and, something interesting happened. They were like, I want to keep working with you. I want you to keep helping me. Can I pay you? <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't really have an offer, but I guess, <laughs> you know, let me, let me come up with something and then I'll, I'll get back to you when I do. Uh, and that was like my first coaching offer just was born out of like, I didn't have any desire to sell one. People just wanted it, you know, cause I was doing it for free anyways. They were just like, I just, I, I would like to continue this. And not just have it be a one-week thing where you do it once in a while. I want it to be like a regular thing that we do. Um, so I launched my first coaching program back in September of last year. And it was just like whoever wanted to work with me and pick my brain for stuff, let's do it for 60 days. It was one-on-one. There was no aim or direction to it. Um, it was very intense. We did. I did like four hours a week with each person. I sold it for 4K because uh, I realized like I only want to work with like 10 people. And 
to maintain my like 20k months at that time, I was like, 4k is the right price. You know, 10 people, 40,000 total um, over two months. And it was weird because there was a bunch of different different people in there. So there was like no target audience. I, I didn't do that part, right? Um, <laughs> one of the guys that helped quit his job in 45 days, you know, replaced his six-figure income with six-figure online income. One of the guys was already at 300k a month and he just wanted help like getting into the online world because he was all physical with the call center and big office and selling physical products. And I kind of helped him do that transition. So it was, it was kind of all over the place. Um, and then I started to narrow down like what I was actually really good at teaching, which was high ticket sales, because that's what I've been doing for years. Um, and that turned into high ticket offers because I learned how to create offers as well that sold. Uh, and over time, I learned more about marketing, automations, paid marketing, uh, delivery. Not so great on the operations part still, uh, but everything else, you know, I've just gotten better and better over time. And I'm a relentless learner too. Like I don't, I, I spend a lot of time just listening and reading um, to books and, and podcasts and courses, just trying to understand more and more of like what works in this industry. So it's like learn, do, teach over and over and over. Right. No, I, I, so I love that. I think why you were so successful, yeah, and, and I've said this multiple times actually this week, so it's kind of weird that you brought this up, but you were so successful, I feel, because you served with zero expectation to make money. Yeah. Right? So I feel people understand if you're doing something to make money. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily, yeah, you necessarily, you actually don't have their best interest in mind whatsoever doing it that way. But the way you were doing it, you're, you're just trying to help people. Yeah. Um, and then you're surprised because people want to give you money. Right. And, right. and <laughs> very similar what happened with Corey and I, all of a sudden people were giving us money and we're like, uh, okay, I guess we have to do something right now. <laughs> but I, I love the other piece that you talked about where you'll learn something and, and Corey and I use this in our, in our, uh, coaching all the time, learn something. Best way to retain it is to go train someone else how to do it. Right. Right. And then put it into action. Right. right? So once you got your, your, you know, that 40,000 month out of the way, did you say, Hey, that's my, that's what I'm going to keep doing. Did that feel like that was what you wanted to keep doing or did you pivot again or, or did I, you just I, add stuff? Well, I knew I wanted to keep coaching. Um, that month that I did 40 K I ended up joining a seven K program myself to just kind of learn how to create a group coaching offer. Cause I, I didn't even know that was the thing. I thought all coaching was one-on-one. Um, and then the next month I joined, joined a $30,000 program, uh, that was a year long, um, to teach me more on like the, the delivery and operations and more of the long-term marketing. And, and I, and I joined all these programs kind of with the intent to like learn it all implement, you know, what, what I thought would be best for me. Uh, cause you can't just implement everything you, you pick and choose, you know, that's how you don't get overwhelmed. Um, and then if something worked, I would go and reteach it the way that I did it to my students. Uh, if it didn't work, I'd, I'd throw it away. Um, and so as I launched my group coaching program, I'd launched that at like one to two K then it was three K. Um, and then we did like a joint venture type, uh, coaching program where it was like Alex, Alex Elliott, me, 
Brooke Evans, uh, Marianne Doherty. Like there was a, there was like five or six of us coaches all in one program, and we sold that anywhere between five and seven k. And that's when we did our six figure month. Uh, and the the breakdown of the numbers for that was like we we did outreach at the beginning, so we sold, sold the first ten spots just through private messages, no no launch posts, none of that stuff. We just knew like 10 people that we definitely wanted to work with that we saw a lot of potential in that were they were active members of our audience and and we wanted to serve them and we offered it to them first then when we had those 10 in we we made it public we like opened it up and it was like 140 conversations turned into about 27 sales calls which turned into 20 sales and that's a very high conversion rate between yeah. calls and sales um, and that's the benefit of just having a really warm audience that trusts you, that knows you, that likes you, um, and that wants to just work with you, you know, and, and the sales calls didn't never felt like sales calls. They were just like, let's come up with a game plan. If it makes sense to work together, let's do it. You know, if not, no worries. Those are the best sales calls when it's a conversation that you have someone's interest in mind. And if they don't join you part of that interest, like that's okay. Right. Yeah. It, and like and so the 20 people, go ahead. I was going to say this. So the 20 people, they, they knew it was right for them at the end of that. Right. Yeah. There was no close. There was no overcoming objections. It was like, so what do you want to do from here? You know? Right. You let me know. And that's, that's the best kind of sales call when it doesn't, when there's no pressure, it doesn't feel like a sale. Yeah. It just feels like genuine conversation. So Ron and I talk a lot about if you are a coach, Mm-hmm should have a coach. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we've been very strategic over the last year and, and all the way through the next year with kind of some of that plan that for us, you mentioned a seven K program and a 30 K program. Like, can you name, like, who do you have lined up? Who is still helping you grow, uh, to deliver the best for the people that you coach? Yeah. So I'm, I work with, uh, I'm in Andrew Cruz's seven figure CEO program. Um, which is the year long one. I was in authority accelerator before that. I also worked with Cody Jefferson, which was uh, also multiple five figures to work with him. And that was for, for three months, but we still talk and, you know, chat and update each other to this day. So it feels like it's also a year long program with him. <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, like it's, it's that constant investment in yourself that that's going to allow you to serve people at a, at a higher level, you know, and I didn't feel right charging, and this might be a limiting belief that I have, but like I didn't feel right charging thousands of dollars unless I was first willing to invest way more than that myself. Hundred percent agree on that. Yeah, now Cody's good people, and you know it, it's one of those things where you don't want to drink your own Kool Aid. So having a coach helps you stay grounded, right? Right. And and it also helps you like keep getting new ideas, right? right. And yeah. so like. Corey and I talked about that strategic piece because there was there were so many people out there that we can we can pick. All right, we're like, okay, who's helped what we're trying to do, mm -hmm. and who do we resonate with, right? right. So that's yeah. why we picked the people that we're, we're working with, and that's changed how we approach what we do and right. how we're able to serve the people we're trying to serve as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. There's a yeah, lot of coaches out there and you're yeah. absolutely right. Like you got to pick somebody you resonate with somebody who has built the type of business that you want to build. Mm -hmm. um, and just so you can kind of see the inner workings of it. Like how do they deliver this thing? You know, mm -hmm. how many calls are they doing? What, 
what are they offering? What, how do they structure the program? Right. Yeah. And there's, there's so many good people. Like I wish we could have a different coach every day. Uh, but you don't get very far when you have too many voices in your head. So, um, yeah. yeah. All right, Mario. So I want to ask my favorite question. I want to ask about hindsight because, you know, hindsight's 2020. We all know if we had the ability to, with perfect hindsight that we could go back and change things, things could be world of difference, could be better, could be better sooner, whatever it might be. So if you had that ability, if you could go back and give yourself a little bit of advice to a younger Mario, what what would you say? What would you give? And, and when would you go back to? I would, man, I would, so this goes far back, but I would go back to 20 year old me, which was nine years ago. Um, and I would tell myself to start teaching back then to start coaching and, and creating, you know, start entering this info marketing space back then, because I had a multi, like multi five figure a month company when I was 18, 19 and 20. I was just doing singlets. I was, I was doing wrestling uniforms for club teams around the state. At a manufacturer in China, printing them all. Uh, and I had a process on like how to attract clients, how to sell them into the thing, how to deliver, how to, you know, fulfill all that stuff. And I, I, I didn't, I taught it to one other business and that business now is a multi-million dollar business. They do multi, multi seven figures a year. And I, I left the business because it became overwhelming. I, it grew too big through just word of mouth. I wasn't even doing any marketing. I was mostly active in forums. So I would say definitely learn operations. I would try to learn operations as early as possible, learn how to hire as early as possible, and then learn how to teach what I know better uh, and charge for it. Because I taught that guy for free over a coffee, like over like a coffee talk. And we were in the coffee place for like five hours. They they wanted to kick us out because they were closing. But I got can I get a little uh, kickback from that conversation? Come on. Yeah, no kidding, man. I'd be talking to him again real quick. Um, yeah, it was it was, it was was interesting. We sat down. This guy was interested in partnering with me 50-50. Um, uh, he, 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 he was like a business banker. Like he would give business loans out to companies. Like we can back you with all the finances you need, but you are like the, the talent. You're like the creative. He's like, I'll take care of all the operations. I'll take care of everything. You just worry about design. And I was so overwhelmed and burned out at that point that I was like, dude, I'm just going to teach you everything I know. And you go and run with it because I'm, I'm out of this. I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, just here. I gave him all the list of suppliers I was using, all the teams I was working with, uh, any designers that I knew that were just as good uh, as I was. And, and they now like, he just kind of took that and ran with it. Like he got a website up. My website was up, but he just like had a simple email form on it on there. Uh, and, and now he's partnered with MMA fighters with, with big teams. You know, I was doing work for like the Olympic team back then. I designed Olympic singlets. Back nice. Then. The U S Olympic team. That's when it blew up too big. Um, Cause they announced me at a big event, you know, like, Oh, the singlets were designed by so-and-so. And there was like my whole company blew up overnight. I had to, I had to turn away like 300 orders the next, Oh my gosh. The next week. Yeah. 300 orders back then was like life changing seven figures it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven figures in a week. It was yeah. insane. Wow. I had to refund it all. I was like, Nope, can't do it. I'm going to die if I do it. Oh my gosh. 
Wow. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I've, I've have, I've seen similar stories around pogs. I don't know if you <laughs> remember those. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I had multiple million dollar contracts sold and, uh, they couldn't figure out how to put it in a cereal box. So it got stalled. I was, I hate those things, but anyway, different story. So we kind of <laughs> knew what you've done. What do you, what are you doing like now and where are you going? What's next? So I'm still doing group coaching. Um, I'm still helping people. I'm focused more nowadays on less on the sales and marketing side of things. Uh, and I'm focused more on like, on like the art of coaching, not the business of coaching. Business of coaching is, I feel like, what everybody focuses on. They're like, how to do sales and marketing. I'm like, if you only teach that, you just get a bunch of great sales and marketers and and not that many good coaches. You just have a bunch of people teaching, you know, doing – basically, the delivery and quality stops once they pay you. And it's just, like, kind of crappy after that. Um, so I'm focused more on, like, how to increase results for my clients, how to really refine my processes so they're only results-oriented. Um, and then – building skills on top of the results too because I, I feel like i've spent a lifetime building skills that prepared me for that first 10k month like i did my e-covers i did my own copywriting i did everything myself and that was because i spent most of my life learning how to write i was a designer i knew all these programs i was prepared you know so i want i want people to become more prepared for the opportunities that they're going to have uh, and not just give them templates and stuff and be like, all right, here, go, go get results. Um, because then you're not preparing people for, for, you know, to be their own, their own bosses, their own business owners, their own coaches. Right. Um, and that's kind of what I'm focused on now is just getting results, but also teaching skills in, in a foundational type of way. That's so good. So good. And at the end of the day, it, like you said, it's one thing to teach the sales process, but if you stop there, then then honestly, you're taking sales out of your pockets because you know the best buyers are the ones that have already paid you when you fulfill on them at a high degree, right? right? So so if you take care of them and if you teach people how to take care of those clients that they already have, then the the value of each client you know is 10x, and yeah. so that that is so key and crucial that that you're sticking to that for for your your people. So yeah. so right now. Um, I assume you have a couple of little offers out there, um, but then you've got like your main, is it, is it group coaching? Or is it one-on-one? -on -one? Is it 10 people, 30? Like where's your, where's kind of your plan and, and with all that? So group coaching wise, I limit it to 20 spots just so I can make sure I serve everybody at a, at a high level, anything above that. I feel like I lose track of where my clients are and what they're doing. Um, so I still have spots available for that. And then one-on-one, -on -one, I don't really offer. It's only like, under very special circumstances that I like allow somebody to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. Like it has to be a great fit personality wise. Cause I've done one-on-one -on -one before where it wasn't and it is life draining. <laughs> it sucks so bad. So I have one, I actually only have one one-on-one -on -one client right now and he's crushing it. He just had a seven K week in our second week working together. Nice. Uh, and this is a guy who like has done, you know, he's done five figure months before, but it's been scattered and it's been like with, like seven different offers and we just created one offer and he's done seven K this week with it. Uh, and he's crushing it. He's just a relentless. He's kind of like me. He's a relentless implementer and, uh, and doesn't stop going, you know, and he works a full-time job, which is kind of crazy too. Um, but yeah, those are the offers. Nice. Funny enough too, real quick, like what we just talked about that, that, that whole focused on quality thing, that is the best marketing tool of all 
if your quality is good, that's how my business grew when I was 18, 19, and 20. Like I was a great designer. The stuff I produced was awesome. People wore to tournaments. The Olympic team hired me to do their work for them, you know, for, for, a, for a memorial event. And I did no marketing. It was all word of mouth. Everybody just found out who I was just because so the quality good. was so good. Like they would ask, yo, who designed those? You know, can we have his number? Uh, and that's, if you focus on quality first, everything else just falls into place. True, true. No, that's, you know, our, our agency, we haven't, <clears throat> we haven't advertised once for our agency and it's just keeps going and going and going through word of mouth. Cause we, right. we truly take care of our clients and we, we approach them very similar to you. You know, we, we have a higher ticket thing. And it's like, there's five people. That's all we want right. <laughs> because how we're serving those five people, like that's enough. Right. right. But we want to interview them and make sure it's a good fit because yeah, we've, we've also had those drainies where it's difficult. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's hard for you to understand that mm -hmm. that affects your other clients because yeah. that affects you and that affects your home life as well. Right. And, and we all got into this world to have freedom. Right. And choose who we want to work with. Right. Exactly. exactly. So that's huge. That's huge. All right. So, All right, so one one quick question. I'm interrupting yeah. you. Oh yeah. How how old's your little one now? One she one is, she's gonna be ten months uh in in a week. Nice. She's growing. So everyone's sleeping in the house again by now, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah we're all we're all getting plenty of sleep now. Nice. <laughs> We were exactly wrong. <laughs> You're welcome. No, uh, I, uh, my, I just had my first uh, nephew born, and oh. I was over there yesterday helping paint the house. And yeah, they're not, they're not sleeping yet. It's like he's two weeks old. Yeah, no, no, they're <laughs> up for two hours. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> taking shifts. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, how? So obviously, family. How are you balancing the two? Because I know a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are working from home, like Corey and I, um, it's it's difficult sometimes. So how do you balance those two worlds? Uh, by setting very tight boundaries around my time. Hmm. Like I I schedule time for my for my my girl and you know my family. I schedule time for them, and I don't. Nothing else interrupts that time. I don't. I don't text people with you know that are having problems in their businesses. I don't worry about my clients during that time. I don't worry about my business at the time. Um, and it, it's a, it's a little lesson that I learned from, from uh, one of the coaches in Andrew's program, Avery. Uh, he's like, their problems are still going to be there at nine in the morning when you get to work. <laughs> then, you know, a fire on their part does not constitute an emergency on yours. If they Ooh. have an emergency, it's their emergency. He's like, because as coaches, we get so tied to like our clients' problems and results that we don't know how to disconnect, you know? Yeah. And I've learned that I can't have priorities. I just have a priority at any given moment. I have a priority and it's the only thing I'm focused on. If I have priorities, then I'm shifting, constantly shifting from thing to thing, but morning time until 10 AM, my family's my priority after 6 30 PM. My family's my priority. Nothing else gets in the way. You know, the world, somebody could be losing everything that they have and I may have, might have the solution to fix it, but if it's after six 30, it's not my problem. I love it. Again, you know? I love it. And so I, 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 I often get the call. Hey, did you see this fire? 
I don't know who does this. And I'm like, "Uh, no, I haven't looked at that fire yet. (laughs) I don't wait till 10. Are you tattling? uh, I think you're tattling. I try to wait a little bit. (laughs) All right. I've got got one more question for you, Mario. You have, have been able to do some amazing things over the last 18 months. So if you were to give one piece of advice for somebody just starting out like you did from OFA or something similar, right? Like they are just trying to work this way into an online space. What's that one piece of advice you'd give them? Get really freaking good at what you do. That's, that's literally it. Like get, get, get so good that they can't ignore you. And I think that's like the most important thing because nobody teaches that. Everybody's like, just get good at sales and marketing. You don't have to be that great at what you do. Just get good at sales and marketing. I'm like, that's that's the recipe for disaster. You know. So get really good at what you do and showcase it as often as you possibly can. You know. Love it. That's it. Love that's it. it. So many takeaways. Struggles. So many takeaways from this episode. Yeah. Love it. All right. A lot of fun, guys. Well, uh, no, this has been a blast. We're super excited you're here. I know I, I've been taking notes, and I, I usually come up with two uh, two takeaways after every episode, so it's going to be difficult this time because there's a lot. But <laughs> I know the people out there listening, like you resonated with our listeners, and they're like, uh, hey, how do I get involved? Where can they go to find you? They can go to – Facebook.com slash M-P-A-J-A-J. My first initial last name. You guys can link it in the show notes or however you do it. Yep. Uh, just, just add me on Facebook. Send me a message. You know, Let me know what you're up to, how I can help, uh, and let's start a conversation. Perfect. I'm sure many will. Uh, I know you and I are connected, and we need to have some more conversations in the future because I love this, Mario. So thanks again for joining us. It's been a blast, and uh, I love getting to know you a little bit here, man. Yeah, this was awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mario. All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed that uh as ron was talking about two takeaways is going to be difficult for him so let's give him a a little second maybe i'll add a third we'll see what do you got ron oh my gosh well what's crazy is now that we do these live like i don't have time to think about it right so it's like i'm writing these down i'm like uh yeah that was good and then i cross it out i'm like oh that was good now i'll cross that out so all right so a couple that resonated with me that i'm gonna i'm gonna keep uh, and i'm not gonna use his last one he just gave even though that was like pure gold Uh, But I am going to talk about the blocking your time for your family, right? Uh, Because you you and I just started talking about this and I started trying it. Uh, I'm bad at it. I'm bad at it because my wife listens to the show. Sorry, honey. So I'm working on it, right? (laughs) right? I'm trying. But takeaway number one, make sure you are blocking time for the most important thing that is to you. So if you, if you're only blocking time for your business, guess what? Your actions speak louder than your words. That becomes the most important thing to your family. They notice it. So your family, make sure you're blocking time for it. And Ooh, I'm going to go with, I have like two other ones. So it's hard. I'm going to pick this one. Let's go with teach what you know and get paid for it. That's a good one. Teach what you know and get paid for it. All right. So I'm going to give one that Mario talked about early on in the show, 
And that is just be freaking relentless. Like if you want something, be relentless and go get it right. Like working 16 hour days until you achieve what you need to achieve. Like if, if you want something bad enough, then go be relentless to get there. But all right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, if you haven't seen us in our Facebook group, because I know we're live in multiple places, come on over facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash now 22. And by the way, October 26th, we do have a free five-day workshop coming up, five free days of learning how to get more visibility, get more traffic, and ultimately what we all need is get more sales. What do you think, Ron? I love it, guys, and thank you for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community. Thank <laughs> you.